This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at kramersays.com. Interact on Twitter at Kramer Sez. Now. Kramer says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Thursday, October 20th. I had to think about it. It's been a long week. Um, when I say a long week, there was a period there that I was up for about 72 hours, getting Kramer Says launched off the ground. And uh, the new platform, if you haven't been there yet, social media now has free speech in America. In fact, it's open to the planet. If you're a lover of free speech, we've created the platform for you to go to. It does all kinds of things. I know that there's truth. Love it. Doesn't allow you to do what we do. I like Getter. Doesn't allow you to do what we do. We'll see what Parler uh, turns out to be with uh, with Yee coming in. Um, so with with Kanye doing that, we'll see how that turns out. But right now we've got Kramer says free speech. Here's what it allows you to do. Not today. We're waiting until after the election to add some of these features. Uh, but we've got a feature rich platform that we're really excited about. Uh, first of all, free speech. Now. Let me tell you what it doesn't have first. I'll tell you what it doesn't have. What it doesn't have is it doesn't have all of the other little cutesy bullshit that you find on these other fo- these other social media platforms. No, we do not have filters. No, we do not have dancing kids. No, we don't have stupid bullshit or pranks or that kind of stuff. No, this is about free speech. So if you're about free speech, get your ass to KramerSays.com, C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z. <laughs> I had to think about it there for a second, spell my own name. Uh, C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z dot com and, and get yourself some free speech. Now, what we're launching, uh, we wanted to get up and running before the election because we thought it was imperative to have another uh, platform available to us. We found out what happened last time. After the last election, we were incapable of discussing what happened. And for those of us who refuse to be silenced, well, we've been kicked off of social media platform one after another. Those days are over. I refuse to be kicked off. Kick me off all you want. Now I've got my own home base. I can tell the rest of the planet where I'm headed next. And you can't kick me off of that. And we've built that for everybody else. If you're a social media influencer and you're tired of getting kicked off of these platforms for speaking truth, that's why we built Kramer Says. You've now got a home base to bring your audience to, let them know when you're launching on other platforms, and, and give them the insights and talk about the things that you can't talk about on those other platforms on Kramer Says. We won't kick you off. You're not going to get censored. Just obey the rules. And the rules are don't be a dick. It's pretty simple. Free speech. It's back in America. Now, some of the other features that we're bringing in to Kramer Says, if you haven't signed up and looked at it yet, we're not launching these until after the election, Um, mainly because we want to get people in um, and and get accustomed to what the the basics of the site are. Um, But here's some of the things that we're going to be adding here in the next few weeks. Excuse me. Um, We're going to be adding um, a personal blog. You will be able to have a blog of your own on the site. Write whatever you want. Uh, Input your content, whatever you want to put. It's your blog. You develop it. You can publish it. It goes out to the planet. It's yours. 
Isn't that wild? That you'll have your own blog inside a platform. That allows you to have your information right there at your fingertips. You don't have to tell somebody, uh, you know, that you're having a debate with or having a conversation with that, well, go look it up on the web. You can say, go look it up on my, web, on my blog. It's right here on this platform. Go to my profile. Go look at my blog. It's the second one down. If you've done your homework, make it easier for them, right? Prove your point, because what will happen is they'll start to back off. That's what we've seen time and time again. The second thing that we'll have, are going. it's already there, not going to have, it's already here. Uh, so you have a blog. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is we're going to, um, to have the ability for brands and products who have been kicked off of other social media platforms, we're going to give them a home to advertise and market their goods. Now, there are limitations on what we can allow by law. <laughs> so, um, again, it's don't be a dick. That, that's the thing that we, we, we have to look at here. Um, but anything that's lawful, we're allowing. Because this is America. We don't silence people because we don't agree with what they have. We give them the opportunity to prove us wrong. That's America, folks. You have the opportunity to fail. That's America. You also have the opportunity to, to, to develop something brand new, and that's what we're doing here. So first of all, you've got your, own, um, got your own blog. You can create groups, private and public. So uh, it can be an invite only, it can be open to the public, or it can be private. We've done that because we want to be able to bring people together. For too long, these social media platforms have tried to break us apart farther and farther and farther, making you think that there's nobody else out there that has the same thing, th is thinking the same thing that you're thinking. You felt alone? Felt like maybe you were the crazy one? That's all by design. They want you to believe that. So what we've done is we've developed a platform that takes that out. You're no longer crazy. You're not the crazy one. It's them. The people who say that they... They need to have, you know, uh, a kitty litter box in the classroom for a child because, well, they're a furry. They're the crazy ones. The ones who say that men can be women and women can be men, and don't you fucking, don't you fucking argue with them. They're the crazy ones. The ones that think that you can save money and save the economy by spending an extra $2 trillion. We're going to spend money to save money. Sounds like someone um, who doesn't understand basic economics. Hey, uh, the credit card's almost full. We'll spend it all. We'll save money because we've, we're using coupons. That's where we're at, folks. So that's why we've built Kramer Says. So it'll have the ability, again, your blog, private groups, groups, um, public groups. Uh, you'll be able to buy and sell. And one of the other features that's coming soon, uh, it'll probably be sometime after the year, is the ability to, um, like TikTok and Instagram, scrolling videos, lives, and so on. So we're working on uh, developing up a partnership with a couple of groups about that right now, and hopefully that'll come soon. And what we're looking for are sponsorships. We need businesses. We need brands that have been shut down um, and have not had the opportunity to advertise their wares on other social media platforms. We need you to step up. We're giving you a home to where you're going to be speaking to your audience. We're not broadcasting anymore. We're narrowcasting. These are conservatives that are joining this platform. Nearly 10,000 in the last two, uh, two days. 10,000 people have come over and said, I'm tired of the other things that are out there. I want free speech. Now, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, it's a Facebook-like experience. That's what we're starting with. We thought that was the easiest to do. It's very intuitive. You jump into it. You understand it. It's, it's fairly simple. Um, the system is fairly robust that we're on. We'll see if we have to um, increase resources down the road here. But we think that we're in a good position right now. Uh, uploads are fast. We've got a couple of hiccups. People are uploading their their, their images too quickly, <laughs> and they uh, we got to get a timing issue uh, worked out. So again, 
if you're if you're a sponsor, an advertiser, and you want a space to put your ads, we're opening that up. That will start election night. So we want to get these ads in now. If you're ready to start, uh, let us know. You can hit us up at support at KramerSays.com, support at KramerSays.com, and we will um, we'll get you taken care of and, and get you uh, your ads ready to go on election night. We figure that uh, with what we're seeing right now, the growth that we're seeing over the last two to three days, that by election night, we could have somewhere in the, the ballpark of 100,000 um, users uh, on the platform. And uh, having that many voices talking all at the same time and sharing things all at the same time on election night where we expect something weird to happen, we thought it was imperative that we have this in place by that time. So that's that's where we are. Uh, again, and here's the other thing. We're looking for developers as well. This is a grassroots approach. We... Um, We've done this bootstrapped <laughs> uh, financial. We've been working on it for a year, uh, and we finally got it to this point. Uh, but some of the people that we've worked with over that time, we found out that they just didn't have the capabilities that we need. They, they said they could do certain things, and then we got to it, and at the end, they just couldn't do it. Um, so we've reached out to, to others. If you are a back-end developer and you want to help us in this cause and grow with Kramer Says, we're not. We don't have any money. This is for free speech. We'll figure out how to get that working. Once we get the advertising and the sponsors on board, then that's how it, that's how everybody will be able to come on board and, and, and help us do this and make a little money at the same time. We, we, we think that this in the next two years is exactly what we need. The American people need more free speech options in this country. What Kanye is doing with Parler, what Trump has done with Truth, uh, what they've done with Getter and Clapper and some of these others, it's time that free speech start coming back. And that we have a platform to do that, and that's what Kramer says is all about. Okay, with all of that said, that's the housekeeping I had to get taken care of. Let's talk about the news moving forward. Um, Andy Biggs was at a Trump rally, and um, the the fine folks from the Epic Times caught up with him and had a conversation. Now, this is a two-parter. I want you to listen to what Andy Biggs is saying right here, what he's willing to do with the, the, the Congress, what he wants Congress to do, because we're going to get a follow-up from Andy McCarthy on what he's not going to do if he becomes Speaker of the House. Listen closely to what Andy Biggs says here. Jordan Conradson with the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with conservative rep Andy Biggs. So a few weeks ago, I spoke to Congressman Paul Gosar, and he told me that U.S. Congress is going to be looking into what, well, once the new GOP takes over Congress and the Senate, we're going to be looking into doing some real inquiries into what happened on January 6th. Are you in support of that? Real investigation? So the question is, I know it's hard to hear there, are you in favor of going back and looking at the January 6th event and the investigations and everything else that happened? Listen to what Big says. January 6th? Yeah, I am, Jordan. And the way that we're going to do this is we're going to have to bring in the FBI. We're going to have to get the documents from them. We're going to have to get the 14,000 hours of video of this. We're going to have to get a team together to look at that. And, you know... That's one area, but we've got a whole truckload of areas. This is like, it's, it's a target-rich environment. I mean, <laughs> everything from the January 6th. How That's about right. the January 6th prisoners and what's going on there? Exactly. How, about, how about to the uh, to Fauci and the origins of COVID? Uh, how about to the politicization of the FBI and other federal police agencies? And so it's, I know it's hard to hear. I don't know why they had this interview right next to the goddamn speaker at the event. Um, come on, Epic Times, pick up your game. Move someplace else. Okay, moving on. Um, you, you get the idea of what Biggs is talking about here, right? What he's willing to do, what he wants to see happen. And um, 
I think that's what the American people on the right want. We want to find out what happened. We want to get to the bottom of it and hold those responsible, accountable. I don't think there's a problem with that. That's not, that's not hey, we're going to get even. That's not revenge. It's not vengeance. No, it, it, it's getting to the bottom of what happened. We've been lied to for the last two years about everything. We were lied to about the 2020 election. We were lied to about COVID. We were lied to about the vaccines. We were lied to about their efficacy. We were lied to about everything. Those motherfuckers need to be held accountable. There's no other way to put it. So that's what Big is saying here, that he wants to hold those who made the decisions that destroyed businesses, lives, and careers, he wants to hold those people accountable. Get to the bottom of it so it never fucking happens again. The left says, no, 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 no. You're, you're a threat to democracy if you do that. Those motherfuckers, we've got to get rid of them as well. They're fucking dangerous to our country. They want a socialist country? Go to Argentina. The infrastructure is already there. You can go in there tomorrow and be happy as a clam if you want socialism. If you want to fucking eat the zoo animals because there's no food in the stores, get your ass down to to Argentina. It's ready to go. But you motherfuckers don't want to do that. The socialists don't want to do that. The Marxists don't want to do that. They want to destroy this country, make it Argentina, and then say, see, isn't it better? You don't have any cars anymore. You can't drive across the country anymore. We don't have any fuel. We don't have any infrastructure. Our economy is tanked. Success. That's what the socialists want. Now, we want to stop that. And we want leadership that will take responsibility and step forward and do the same thing and work for us. But that's not what Andy McCarthy is doing. He's expected to be Speaker of the House. I will do everything in my power, and you should do everything in your power as well to tell your congressman when when the, the red wave happens in three weeks, you better step up and you better tell your congressman if he votes for Andy McCarthy, he's not going to come in or she's not going to come back into office again. You will work against them tirelessly in their district if they vote Andy McCarthy in as the next Speaker of the House. He doesn't deserve it. He's a fucking spineless, feckless person. He's not leader. He's not a leader. He doesn't have a set of balls. We need Jim Jordan or or, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert or Matt Gaetz as Speaker of the House rather than this motherfucker. Listen to what he says here. This is Andy Andy McCarthy, uh, I think, talking to uh, CNBC. And, Leader, it's it's good to see you. And, you know, I can ask you a question. We're going to talk about the SPR, but I can hear what you're going to say that, you know, we're going hat in hand to autocrats when we ought to be drilling more here. I can already hear that coming, so I know what you're going to say. So the first thing I want to ask you. Now, see that? The, the media knows what the answer that he's going to give is. So do I. So do you. Andy McCarthy is a politician. He's not a leader, folks. He's a politician. He offers you nothing. He's the guy that would turn you over. He's the guy that would turn over Anne Frank if he thought that it could get him farther forward. If he could move his career farther forward, Andy McCarthy would have turned in Anne Frank. I'm, I, I guarantee you because he doesn't have a backbone, because he refuses to stand up to Biden or anybody else. He just wants the position. He wants the power, folks. He cannot have it. He cannot be trusted with it because during the last two years, where did this motherfucker ever stand up for the American people, uh, left or right? He didn't step up and say, hey, we got to stop this bullshit. He didn't do anything. He kept his fucking pie hole shut. Next year when you're coming on the show frequently, am I going to be calling you Speaker McCarthy? No. Well, that's going to be determined by the American public. You're absolutely right it is. It's our decision. It has to be taken out of the hands of those that are powerful. We cannot allow them to make this decision. Because if they put this motherfucker in, it's another two years of this bullshit. He doesn't have the spine or the set of balls to do what needs to be done. 
I feel very good about where we are 20 days from now, simply because what the Democrats have done for the last two years. And really, our mission will be to clean up the mess of what they've... Now, listen. You've had two years, Andy. Where the fuck have you been? Now you raise your head with two weeks left to the election? Really? He's been MIA for two fucking years. This motherfucker is not a leader. He doesn't deserve the position. We've got to give it to a fighter, America. Someone who will go to bat for us. These motherfuckers, they go in. For those of you who don't know, I own an advertising agency. And for 15 years, um, for the last 15, 20 years, all we've done is, is tons of political across the country. I have shot so many goddamn commercials with these people and edited these commercials together where they say to us time and time again, I will fight for you. Vote for me and I'll fight for you. And where were those motherfuckers when COVID was hitting our businesses, destroying our economy, keeping our kids out of school? Where were they? They were silent because they're not leaders, people. They're politicians. We need founding father leadership. We need the leadership of our founding fathers, those willing to fight. McCarthy's not willing to fight. He's a little cunt. There's no other way to put it. That's what the British use all the time. I'll use that term. He's a cunt. And, and he's got to disprove the point. Because he has shown right now, up to this point, that he doesn't have what it takes to lead. Because he's a go-along-to-get-along guy. And that really stands with the commitment to America. Yes, I'm plugging it because it matters. I want this election to be about ideas. I want this election that voters make a decision on what direction they want to... Shut the fuck up. I want the... I want the you can tell in his voice he doesn't care. He's just fucking saying it. There's no passion in what he's saying. He doesn't give a shit. It's just one more thing that he's going to push so that you'll vote for him. Andy McCarthy is a, is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a fucking rhino. Far too many of them are. Far too many. And over the next two years, we're going to root all of these motherfuckers out. Because when Trump takes over again in 2024, we have to ensure that we don't have any McCarthys in there. None of them. To go. And one of the key issues here is what they have done to the energy industry in America. What they you have let done them to do America it, by making us dependent. Worried what Russia or Saudi Arabia even say. But now he's playing politics with something much more. The strategic petroleum oil reserve was created to put us in a time of emergency. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're so, we're, we're so, um, uh, yeah. You hear that? Beta male. Beta male up and down. This guy doesn't have a set of balls. There's no temperance in his voice because this is how you speak to people in Washington, D.C. so they don't hate you. You have to always talk, talk with a smile on your face, and you talk, you, you talk softly. Real men don't do that. Am I calling him out? Yeah, I'm calling him out. He's a beta. These are the type of men who gets into trouble. I think Joe Rogan or somebody, I can't remember where the saying for, comes from, but, you know, hard times create hard men. Good times create weak men. We've been in good times long enough. We've got too many Andy McCarthys in power that don't have the spine to do what, it need, what needs to be done next. They, they, they're not men of action. They're not leaders. You can see by the, the results of what we've had over the last two years. Not one time did this motherfucker raise his head and say, hey, listen, we got to do something different because it ain't working. He rode along with everybody else, and not to mention, he got the fucking jab. Think about that. You want to get a leader in-house that may have the potential of, of croaking? No. 
This is a political emergency to the Democrats. That is why he's using it. But he's already used it so far that it's down the lowest it's been in more than 40 years. If we were to have a hurricane in the Gulf or another uh, emergency, we, we would not We just had one, Andy. We just had one. And where was Biden? In Delaware. Yeah. The president wasn't even in the White House. So... You know, here's the thing I got to ask is, is when are our leaders, when are other congressional members going to say, fuck you and get tired of this bullshit and start speaking out? The ones that do, we know what happens with them. They get ostracized. And Andy will play the middle because he wants to be friends with everybody. How do I know? Because of the dinner parties he goes to, what he does in his time off. Listen, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are the enemy. I do not have to be friends with them. This fake bullshit that they do on the Senate floor and on the, on the House floor where they talk about, my good sir, my, that's all from the, the 1770s. That's that, 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 that style of debate and so on. We're past that. We've got people that are debating on the House floor. Allow, they want to be able to give abortions, to uh, allow abortions up to the day after birth. And we're supposed to be kind to them? We're supposed to be respectful of them? No. I cannot respect someone who, who chooses to wake up in the morning and work to kill the unborn. I can't do that. And I can't be friends with them. Because I, there's, no, there's nothing we share that's more important than the fact that they're trying to kill the unborn. Or take away my guns. Or, or educate children, my grandchildren, this leftist bullshit of CRT that they're an oppressor because of their skin color. We've returned to what the Democrats wanted. They've always wanted this. They have been looking for segregation since the 1950s. I'm a child, I'm, 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 I'm a Gen Xer. I was born in 65. And America, in my lifetime, what I've seen happen is that the way that I was raised is that we didn't see race. Gen Xers don't see race. We don't give a shit. We all played together. We were integrated. We didn't care. We see everybody for who they are. Who they are. Not what the left wants you to think they are because of their skin color. You're not a victim because you were born black in this country. No more than you're an oppressor because you were born white. There are a white oppressors. There are black oppressors. There are Asian oppressors. <laughs> there's, there's all kinds of oppressors in this world. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. You can be an oppressor. And you can be a victim. It's not based on skin color. Aren't you tired of having it used against you? You should be. But it's guys like this motherfucker right here. Andy McCarthy, who refused to stand up. I'm going to play the rest of this without interrupting. Because it's too important for you to hear what he's saying. Because what he's going to tell you is going to piss you off. It's going to make your blood boil. He's already used one-third of it. He's put America in jeopardy, mm -hmm. just like he put America in jeopardy on the very first day when he has started attacking the energy industry. And believe me, I believe in all forms of energy. Every study, even coming out of the president, we're going to need 50% more going into the future for the next 25 years. So we need to expand our grid, expand our capability. That means all the above, not picking one form of energy and putting America in, in jeopardy. But, leader, I, I mean, Republicans also are, are very aware of how inflation is, uh, is impacting, um, you know, people in the country. And 
Is it a crisis? Is it the kind of crisis the SPR was, was actually designed for? Probably not, but uh, when, when you have limited options, you can see you know, why the president has decided to do that, to give some relief uh, to individuals. No, no it's, it's not why I see that. I mean, think about what the president just said, the White House, a few weeks ago, that he didn't ask Saudi Arabia. Then Saudi Arabia comes out and proves that the president lied. The president didn't ask Saudi Arabia not to cut production well into the future, just until the election is over. That's right. pure political play. That's what he's doing here now. Why wouldn't he go to America, lift the LNG restrictions, um, lift the sanctions what he's putting on for more leases, allow the development more, think long term. Why do we want to be dependent on another country? Why wouldn't we think not only America to be energy independent, but let's think long term. Why don't we make China dependent on American natural gas? If you're concerned about the environment, American natural gas is 41% cleaner than Russian natural gas. Why wouldn't we go about making America the individual that can sell around the world? More jobs mm -hmm. in America, lower price that you could fill up your tank and have money left over, but also not only that America is stronger, but the world would be safer. Hey, Lita, I, I need to ask you about this, and I, I'm kind of surprised because all I hear really mostly is is abortion in January 6th uh, is what I'm hearing from from the left like almost exclusively but t today they're up in arms about something you told Punchbowl regarding uh, entitlement programs and the debt ceiling that you would use debt ceiling negotiations to somehow rein in Social Security uh, or Medicare and I think you were quoted that you're not going to predetermine the structural changes that need to be made but we know that senators uh, Ron Johnson and Rick Scott have talked about changes to Social Security and Medicare. This doesn't seem like something you'd want to talk about three weeks before the midterms, although it needs to be talked about at some point before 2030 and, and we're out of money. Well, let me be very clear. I never mentioned Social Security or Medicare. Actually, in the commitment to America, we say to strengthen Social Security and Medicare. What he asked me about was just lifting the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling needs to be lifted, but wouldn't it be a normal thing if we're 31 trillion dollars in debt not to just give a blank check to actually change our behavior the democrat okay i have to jump in did you hear what he said there the debt ceiling has to be lifted we're not going to stop spending folks we're never going to stop spending ever we're never going to cut spending ever not one time will we do that we need to increase the debt limit which basically says hey your credit card you ran out of money we got, we're going to give you more money uh, just, just, just go ahead and spend on it. Don't worry about paying it back. <laughs> no, you don't have to worry about that. You'll be dead by the time that all happens. Spent $10 trillion in these last two years. So the question was, would you just raise the debt ceiling without having a discussion, not about entitlements, but about our spending behavior right now? And my question would be, we have to change our behavior. We can't continue down this path. I don't think anybody would think they would just go about giving this administration a blank check. So, yes, I know uh, that uh, the uh, debt ceiling needs to be raised, but I also know I'm going to strengthen Social Security and Medicare. I never brought them up. That is where the Democrats right. continue to try to put something else uh, out there. We're focused mainly on an economy that's strong, a nation that is safe, a future that is built on freedom, and a government that is accountable. That is what we've talked about, and uh, that is what we'll work on. So there you go. That's just one part. 
Uh, they didn't have the part in here I expected. I don't know what the producer was thinking. He didn't put the part in here that was supposed to be there. Uh, let me add what uh, McCarthy said in the interview. McCarthy was asked if um, within the administration, if they've engaged, we're talking about the Biden administration, if they've engaged in anything that could cause him, McCarthy, to consider impeachment. He was asked if Biden, the Biden administration, Joe Biden, has done anything over the last two years that could lead him to believe that Joe Biden needed to be impeached. And and the feckless little leader here, he didn't say, well, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to look at that. What he said was, I don't see it before me right now. Two years, folks, of being lied to on a daily basis. Joe depleted our strategic oil reserve. McCarthy talks about that. He's going to do it again. He's going to, I think, drop another 15 million barrels onto the market before the election to try and bring down gas prices. So people will think that he's actually got control of the gas prices. And McCarthy doesn't seem to think that there's an issue with that. The, the strategic oil reserve is there specifically so that we have oil in case of a fucking war and we're putting it onto the open market for political reasons. That, that goes against everything that the, the, that the guy at the White House is supposed to do. He's supposed to protect us. Not lower prices so he can get reelected or for his people to get reelected. That's not what it's for. It's there to protect us and our, and our servicemen and women while they're in the battlefield, that they've got the fuel that they need. That's what it's for. To keep us running here at home in case we have a war with someone. But is, that's what, is that what it's being used for? No, that's not what it's being used for. It's being used as a political weapon, as a political tool. And Andy McCarthy doesn't think that that's a problem. I don't see anything in front of me right now. No, it shouldn't be a problem. Nope, 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 nope. We're good. We're good. Moving on. AOC's in trouble. Um, it, it appears that AOC has had a little bit of an issue with her constituents. They are not very happy with what she's done, and they were very vocal here recently at one of her town halls. Take a listen. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Kofi Gathers, she's left the Democratic Party because there are women who are Okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You see, what we've been saying since AOC came to power, we've been saying the exact same thing the entire time. The left is finally now catching up. Maybe, just maybe, they'll believe us from this point on. Doubtful. But we've been right every time. Anybody who looked at what AOC was doing, what she was trying to do, not just her, but, but the, what does they call them, the crew or whatever they were? I can't even remember what the, na the stupid name was that they were calling themselves at the time. Um, the three or four of them, really, uh, Rashida Tlaib and um, uh, who was the other one? Um, Ilhan. Ilhan. Um, they, that group, that crew, when they came together, it was evident that this was, being, this was designed. It, it was almost like they had brought together the Power Girls. The left knows how to drive a narrative. They know entertainment. And this is exactly what the AOC and uh, the other the other women's the other women coming on board was. They they wanted to create this environment where it looked like um, or this persona I shouldn't say not environment persona of the new young Democrat. We're socialist. Come on, join us. You look like us. You're attractive. You're you're funny. You're witty. Join us. That's what Marxism and socialism is all about. 
It was a marketing ploy, people. And what's happened is, is that they, they promised a lot and they didn't deliver on any of it. And now their constituents are coming back at them. Exactly. That's what you've become. You are the establishment and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up right now and denounce the Democratic Party. Will you do that? Yes or no? She doesn't answer. Okay. Simple. Are you going to stop nuclear war? Yes or no? There is no line because this is bullshit. <laughs> None of this matters if we're all dead. None of it. You know that. Then let's take it up right now, because this is the only thing that matters. This is the only thing that matters right He's now. Right. We could be in a nuclear war at any minute, and you continue to fund it. Yep. That's what's going on. Why not right now? You're being rude, yelling at me. This is the lady who stood at the gates and lied about crying at the border. You're mean to me. You're being mean to me. You're bullying me. You're a fucking congresswoman. Do your fucking job. We're tired of it. Americans are tired of it. And the left is, is tired of it as well. And it's not getting any better, folks. The reason it's not getting any better is because of the mainstream media. They're no longer journalists. They're propagandists. I mean, look at what's happening on social media now. Um, <laughs> I look at it as a game. I, I look at social media as a game for me. I enjoy it. I get kicked off of social media all the time. I enjoy it. It's, it's not a problem. I, I make fun of it. Um, what I think is interesting is that the mainstream media says that we're the threat because we're, we're talking about things that we're passionate about. And those things are don't teach our kids this, these things. Our kids will not be any smarter or any dumber for not learning about transgenderism until they're 10 or 11, 12, 13, 14, 18 years old. I, I saw a meme this morning that I thought was interesting, is that it seems that the only, um, the only group of people that gender dysphoria seems to be affecting are those kids who live in liberal homes. Conservatives don't seem to have a problem with gender dysphoria in their home. They don't have kids saying that they want to be called they or them or Z or Zay or whatever the fuck pronoun that they've come up with today. Conservative homes aren't having the problem with their kids coming in saying, well, I'm not a, I'm not a gender. I'm non-binary. You're a cis. Don't give me a name. I'm heterosexual. I'm not cis. You're the problem. Don't give me a name. I, we already have names for who we are. They're all normal names. All these new ones are the made-up bullshit that five-year-olds do in, in the back room of their, their, their home when they're pretending to be a, a, a fairy or, or a unicorn. Anybody who can say that a kid can be a cat and put a goddamn um, uh, litter box in the corner of a classroom so they can go over and defecate, those, those people, those adults, they're insane, folks.
They're insane, and they have to be removed from power. We've got to get these motherfuckers voted out. They've got to get out, and you've got to get involved. Again, um, on social media, I was <laughs> called all kinds of names by the right because I called them out for not being active. The keyboard warriors who do nothing but stay on social media, they will not get involved. They'll sit there and they'll clickety-clack, 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 but they won't get involved with what needs to happen. Luckily, I've gotten probably two to 300 emails of people who heard the message and understand now. They've gotten involved. They're working with their elections. They're working in their local community. They're doing something to get involved to change the dynamics of what they're currently living in. You can do the same. If you're one of those people that say that nothing's ever going to happen because you're not doing anything, you're the problem. It's not me. I'm stepping out and saying what needs to happen. I'm talking to congressional leaders. I'm talking to local politicians. I'm demanding that they do their fucking job or I will go out and I will work against them the next time they run for office. You need to do the same. That's all they understand, folks. Politicians want to be liked. That's why she's upset. That's why AOC is upset. You're being rude to me. You're being rude for everybody here because you're airing your opinions that she doesn't like. You're being rude. They just want answers, folks. And now what they've realized is that there's no difference. Rhinos on the right and liberals on the left, socialists on the left, Marxists on the left, they're all the same. They want the destruction of our country. And the mainstream media is helping them. And the mainstream media hasn't done their job in years. That's the industry that I came from. I know who these people are. They're beta males and, and, and feminist. They, they, they think that they've been wronged in some way, that the system is always against them, but they're the ones in control. How can it be against them if they're the ones in control? That's what they tell you, that they're downtrodden, that the system is always working against them, and there's racism everywhere. Yet, they're making millions of dollars a year. How can racism be that bad in this country if, um, if people of color... Uh, have the same opportunity to be rich that I do. How, how is that race? How is that systemic in this country? Are there racists here? Yeah, there are racists. Yep, there are. But is it in the system? Nope. Nope. Because you can go to any restaurant that I go to. I can go to any restaurant you go to. I can go to any hotel. You can go to any hotel, regardless of your skin color. You can walk in, get a room, go, where's the systemic racism? Well, there was redlining. Uh-huh, we fixed that. Next, give me another example. We're tired of, we're tired of these baseless accusations being made, and the, the mainstream media doesn't do anything. They follow along because they believe it too. They refuse to do the research. That's why this is awesome to see what Carrie Lake did with Glenn Youngkin uh, at, a, at a campaign function in Arizona when she was asked about being an election denier. And, of course, the, the audio isn't there. Let's do it again. We'll do this one more time. I'm going to fire this producer. Hello. Hello, everybody. We meet again. How you doing? Hello. Oh, my goodness. Let's start with my, my go-to, Jordan. So, Carrie, sorry I missed you in Tucson. Very busy day. But yesterday we saw ASU lock down their campus for Katie Hobbs. They locked down the School of Journalism. For Katie Hobbs to come on, they were unsure about the circumstances that they would be seeing. 
We later find out that she ran out of the building, away from reporters who were locked in a room during the lockdown with security on campus. Um, do you think that ASU is also in Katie Hobbs' pocket? And I have a follow-up wow, That's a loaded question. Uh, a, another act of cowardice. Uh, B, why is she hiding from you guys? She was saying, I'm hiding from you, and I don't think I've ever hidden from you. Don't you just love Carrie Lake? I love her to death. She is so plain spoken and so right in your face and just fact, 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 and turns it on them time after time. Why does it, I don't know why anybody that thinks they're a journalist would want to go in and debate Katie Hobbs or have a conversation with her where they're trying to get you because you're not going to get Carrie Lake. She is a fucking rock star. She, they held you in a room and then they let her escape through a freight elevator from Not me, but student, uh, journalism students and other reporters that were in the building. Let me ask, yes. is that right, guys? Do you think that's right? To avoid the press and she wants to run this state? If she can't stand up to you guys. Now, she's talking to the press here. Carrie Lake is talking to the press. She's asking them, do you think it's right that she's doing what she's doing? Did you hear that? The crickets? Yeah, they don't talk about that. Because they're anti-Carrie Lake. They're just there to see if they can get her. If they can just catch her in, in a lie or, or a misstatement or an untruth or a gotcha question. That's the only reason they're there. It's, it's like fans at NASCAR. The only reason a lot of them go is just to see a wreck. That's what the journalists are here in front of Carrie, uh, Katie, uh, not Katie Hobbs, uh, uh, in Carrie Lake, in front of Carrie Lake. They want to see her fall. That's the only reason they're there. They're not going to they're going to cover Katie Hobbs. They're not going to do anything negative on her. They agree with her. But we need more leadership. Carrie Lake is a leader. Why? Because she says what needs to be said regardless of what the outcome may be. That's what leadership is, folks. Doing the right thing regardless of if anybody's watching. That's leadership. Doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do regardless of what others are going to say about you. That's leadership. Lake continues. Then she can't stand up to the cartels. She's not strong enough to go to bat for Arizonans. And I think we've seen that. I think we've seen that. I'm really um, disappointed in ASU, how they handle this. I'm disappointed in Michael Crow. And I'm disappointed in PBS. Because they have single-handedly, with Katie Hobbs, tried to destroy a 20-year tradition of gubernatorial debates. And we're going to hold a debate on Sunday. And I've offered it up to her again. We're giving her one final chance. Katie, the invitation is open. If you decide you want to show up in debate, you can show up right up until the moment of the debate. But please show up. Show the people of Arizona some respect. Now, you know she's not going to show up, right? She can't. And the reason she, she can't show up is because she can't defend her position over the last two years. The things that she did. How, how she's failed at her job time and time again. She doesn't deserve to be the governor of the state of Arizona. Because of her previous role as a state administrator, she failed the people time and time again. That's what Carrie Lake is depending on, is that anger. The people who lost their jobs, the people whose kids had to stay out of school, all the things that were part of that administration. At the time when, when Katie Hobbs was, was part of government, it needs, they need to be held accountable. And voting is how you do that. Elections is how you do that. And Katie Hobbs refuses to be a part of the process because she knows that she doesn't have two legs to stand on. 
I have some a... other people first. Sir, who are you with? Uh, oh, hi. So my question is for both people who have young kids. A common policy point of both yours is the um, getting rid of and reducing the grocery tax. Um, have you guys discussed any policy points at all, particularly on tax cuts? So the question is, this question is about um, if you uh, have you discussed any policy uh, questions or points about tax cuts in the state of Arizona? This is what Carrie Lake has been asked. First of all, uh, I think that the grocery tax is the most regressive tax that you can possibly. By the way, that's Glenn Youngkin, a governor of uh, Virginia. But on anyone and the people who can least afford it are paying it. And so I'm not surprised, given the fact that Kerry is working to reduce taxes and make sure that Arizonans have a chance to put more of their hard-earned money in their pockets. That's exactly what we've done in Virginia. We had a $4 billion tax cut package that we worked through a bipartisan legislature. And that's exactly what she's going to do, is make it more affordable in Arizona. And at the top of the list has to be to get rid of regressive taxes like a grocery tax. Yeah, we're going to get rid of the grocery tax and the rental tax. You know, people are struggling to pay their rent. We always hear the rent's too high. This will help people as they're trying to make ends meet under Joe Biden's economy. And I didn't know that you had done that, so yeah. I'm actually very impressed. I'm impressed with a lot of things that Governor Youngkin has done. He truly cares about the people of his state. And the Democrats should be behind this as well. But apparently they don't care about the hardworking people anymore. We're putting half a billion dollars back into the pockets of hardworking Arizonans. And we're going to start that immediately because people need immediate relief. Next question. So think about this. The people of Arizona, if you live in Arizona, what's Katie Hobbs' position on helping you? What's Katie Hobbs' position on taxes, lowering or raising? What's her position? You don't know because she won't campaign. She won't talk to you. She's expecting you just to vote for her. Or maybe she knows something is in the works. Maybe she knows that, hey, I, why, why should I have to go out and do anything? Obama's doing the same. Obama's not going out to help anybody campaign. Is it because that he knows there's going, there's going to be a red wave and he doesn't want to tarnish his brand by going out there and campaigning for people who lose? Is it that? Or maybe, just maybe, here's the conspiracy part, maybe he knows that something's already in the works and why waste his fucking time? Maybe that's why these politicians aren't going out on the trail, these Democrats. Maybe they know something else is going on and they just don't have to work that hard. Because the fix is in, or what happens next, they already know. If I'd said this in 2019, you guys would have called me crazy. Insane. But in 2022, after 2020, you've realized that, yeah, every, everything ain't on the up and up that we thought it was. Carrie Lake continues. Who has one? Here. Uh, do you have one here? No, I don't. I, I, I'm not going to take your question. <laughs> who are you and who are you with? I'm, I'm Vivian Mans. I'm from Swiss TV. Uh, I was at the election department today. People are concerned, like Republican fellows are concerned about people having doubts about the election, about the outcome of the election, not accepting the outcome of the election or aggressions. And people in Switzerland also feel like does democracy work if you don't accept the outcome? What do you say then? So the question here, if you couldn't hear that, she had kind of an accent there, and it's a little, little loud. She's asking about election deniers. She's from the, a Swiss press outlet, and she's asking about American election deniers in the U.S., and this is a hot topic to ask Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is a genius. Listen closely. Well, I'm really concerned about already the incompetence being shown in this election. We found out today or yesterday that 6,000 ballots were misprinted and sent out. It's another example of the incompetence of Katie Hobbs as Secretary of State. 
I'm not the only one who says that. The Arizona Supreme Court has called her incompetent. In the last election on August 2nd of 2022, she advised these counties on how many ballots to print out and how many ballots to have. And we ran out one hour into election day. We ran out of ballots, Republican ballots. I'll say that again in case that went by you. Um, it wasn't a big news story across the country. But in the primary election, Katie Hobbs told the counties how many ballots to print out. And they didn't print enough Republican ballots. They ran out one hour into elections. Do you think that that's, do you think that that's ever happened before? Do you think that we've ever had this problem in this country before with our elections? No, we have not had it until these George Soros motherfucking uh, candidates have come in. People, we are not living under a constitutional rule right now. The left is doing whatever the fuck they want. This election is pivotal. You have to get out. You have to vote. You have to get involved. If you don't, the options that are left on the table are not pretty for this country. Because we cannot take another two years of what we've just gone through. We cannot take another two years of people telling us that we're racist or we're xenophobes or we're, we're misogynist or because we disagree with them on, on education, because we degree, disagree with them on tax policy, because we disagree with them on drilling po- policy and energy policy. We're racist because we want a fucking oil to come from Canada and, and cheap gas? I want cheap gas? That makes me a racist? Then I guess I'm a fucking racist. I don't want my grandchildren being taught that they're a victim or that they're an oppressor because of their skin color, that makes me a racist, then I guess I'm a racist. Might as well throw xenophobe and everything else in there as well. Now, see, what the left will do is they'll take this, this audio right here and they'll cut it out and they'll, they won't put it in context. They'll just say that, I, that I'm saying that I'm a racist. That's how they work, folks. Half-truths and lies. That's the only way that they get through. That's the only way that they make it. Half-truths and lies. If you're tired of it, you've got to stand up. You've got to be part of it. You cannot stand on the sidelines any longer and say, well, if, if nobody does anything, uh, if nobody's ever going to do anything, it's never going to happen. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm not doing anything because nobody else is doing anything. Well, why don't you do something? Well, uh, I, uh, I, uh, and that's where they lose the argument. If you're not doing something, if you're not getting involved, if you're not raising your voice, if you're not going to the streets, you're part of the problem, people. I've been saying it for the last two years. Now, some have said, well, Kramer, you put yourself up on the pedestal, and, and you just, me, 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 me. No, because I do what I say I'm going to do. I, I am involved. I'm not the guy that stands along the shoreline watching a child drown and looking at the audience around me and going, well, I guess he's going to die because nobody's going to go out there and save him. <laughs> That's not the way that we work here in America. You see the drowning child, you jump in. You risk your own life. You put your life on the line. If I would do that to save a drowning child, what do you think I would do to save a drowning country? What are you willing to do to save a a drowning country? Are you willing to raise your head and say, yes, the 2020 election was fucked? We need to get to the bottom of it. And those who fucked it should be held accountable, must be held accountable for us to ever believe in elections again. And for those who have, def- those who have um, gone against our best interest, Biden down, 
Biden from the top all the way down and, and from Andy McCarthy, because he's the, the, the leader of the Republican Party right now, right, in the House. Him and um, Turtle Face, I can't, um, it's not coming to me right now, <laughs> in the Senate, they need to go. They've proven they don't have leadership qualities. We need leaders. We need founding father leadership. That's what we need in this country right now. Carrie Lake continues about this question. You're going to love this, how she answers what we've heard for the last four fucking years. Well, six years. Listen to this closely. She's incompetent. She should have recused herself. I'm concerned that she is not prepared to handle the number of people that are going to show up at the polls. We need to be prepared for huge numbers of people to come to the polls. She's already shown her incompetence. I heard her incompetency, and I'm really concerned that she's just not up for the job. And, and what, you, and what you need to do actually, is... was Republican people, like, supervising the elections. Yes, yeah, so, so, so one of the things that we saw in Virginia was that as governor, we have to go to work in order to provide much more confidence in the election right. process. And by the way, it's not just Republicans. It's been Democrats as well. Democrats in 2000, I ran against someone who didn't, who said the election had been stolen in 2000. Right. And in 2016, they said that Donald Trump wasn't legitimately elected. And so this is not a Republican problem. It's an American challenge. And our job as governors is to invest in the process. We passed three great bills in Virginia this year to add to the trust in the election process. And this is what I've gone to work to do. And I can guarantee you that, that Katie's gonna, that Carrie's gonna go to work as well and make that happen. That's right. Well, and here's what's interesting. What Carrie Lake is gonna do here, and this is what I love about her, is that when these reporters make these claims, Again, these, these, these are not journalists. These are, I don't even know what you call them anymore. I, I, they're gossip. They're gossipers. That's all they are. They're gossipers because they're not journalists. Journalists dig in and try to find out what the information was. When you ask a stupid fucking question like, are you an election denier and you haven't been listening to the Democrat Party since Donald Trump was, was elected, you're a fucking moron. You're not a journalist. You're a hack. Has no, any president really other than sorry, Donald Trump tried to Wait, overturn finish, an election? I want to finish, and Governor? I want to finish um, your, your question, just to show you that it's not just Republicans who are concerned. And if you look back here, this is Arizona Central, the reporter behind you. This is back uh, in, in 2017. Russians tried to hack election Can't systems in 21 states. This is NBC News, where, where Brom works. Information warfare, how Russians interfered in 2016 election. <laughs> This is NBC News. They right back in their Russia face, folks. Sway voters in 2016. This is how you win. Right back in their face. You show them the stories that they've been printing for the last six years. You show them what they've been saying for the last two years. You show them. You show it. You, you put it in their fucking face. That's how you get them. And you continue to do that to the American people. You show them what they've been doing for the last six years. Remind them on a daily basis how they've been lying to you for the last six years. The last six years, they, st they said the 2016 election was stolen from the very beginning. That Russia somehow, somehow or another, through Facebook, bought $175,000 $175, in ads on Facebook and changed an election where $2 billion was spent between the two parties. I want to say that again. The Democrats have been saying for the last six years that Russians turned an election with $175,000 worth of ads on Facebook. Now, I'm in advertising, marketing. Um, if the Russians are capable of doing that, we need to talk because I got to find out how you did that. That's a great return on investment. I, gotta, I, I don't know how you spend $175,000 and sway a $2 billion investment. I don't know how you do that.
It was a lie, folks. It was a lie from the beginning, and that's what Carrie Lake is holding them accountable for. You did this, she says. She's pointing it back at them. This is what you've been reporting for the last six years. Now they have 45 ideas to repeat. The Guardian, Jimmy Carter, illegitimate President Trump. This is a problem that we have. We, we, oh, there you go. There you go. But 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 they did. But they didn't. They didn't storm the Capitol. No, they burned our country for four years. Two billion dollars in damages. Over sixty deaths. Sixty homicides. Yeah, they they didn't storm the Capitol. The Capitol is not sacrosanct. It's another fucking building in this country. It is no more important than the store or the home that was burned down by these mostly peaceful protesters over the last four years. The building in Washington is no more important than that person's business. That person's home that got burned down. The person who was killed was no more important than the people, um, or no less important than the people that um, were harmed potentially on, on January 6th, which we learned was all bullshit too. The only people that were harmed were, were, were uh, citizens. We, we were told initially, again, the media lies time and time again. We were told initially that Sisnick died because he was beat over the head with a fire extinguisher. False. Didn't happen. Fake. Fake news. We were told that the FBI had no involvement with anything having to do with January 6th. But when called to Capitol Hill and asked directly, did your agents play any part whatsoever in the, uh, the so-called insurrection, the peaceful protest... I'm going to call it a peaceful, peaceful, that was a peaceful protest, people, because mostly peaceful protests, they involve fire and death of other people, not the people that are protesting. The only people that died the day of the protest were American citizens. Not a single police officer was killed. Nobody else was killed except American citizens. Two by heart attack, I think. There was two by heart attack. Um, Ashley Babbitt being shot, and then the, the young lady, four that I know for sure, four that I know for sure, that were killed by the actions of the police. Four. By the way, if you haven't seen the Epic Times, uh, What Really Happened, the January 6th documentary, go check it out. It's worth the 99 cents or a dollar or whatever to sign up for a year or for, for a few months and, and be able to watch that video. Get the insights of what is happening, what really happened. They've got footage that you've never seen before. The, the footage the January 6th committee would not allow to be aired during those hearings, you can see it in this film. It's a documentary. Great. Go check it out. That about wraps it up for me today. I, 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 I'm to the point to where I, I've lost faith in so many Americans. And they're, they, 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 they talk big. They talk about freedom. They talk about all of this, but they're not willing to put their mouth or their, their time where their money is. Or I got that around the other way, didn't I? <laughs> they're not willing to, they'll say big things, but they're not willing to put their, their, their money where their mouth is or their time where their mouth is or their commitment where their mouth is. I would do this, this, and this. Oh, really? Well, here's your opportunity. Go do it. That's why I've started Kramer Says. I'm not one of those people. I see a problem, I, I try to solve it. I see an issue that needs to be resolved, I try to solve it. 
And that's what we've done with Kramer Says. If you haven't joined yet, KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com. KramerSaysSocial.com. You can get there as well. Kramer Says Social is a new free speech platform. Uh, here in the near future, we will have a ton of different services and, and capabilities on the on the site. Uh, you'll be able to have your own blog. You'll be able to buy and sell. You'll be able to advertise. We'll be having. We'll have live streaming um, and a scrollable video uh, product like uh, TikTok does here shortly. These are the things that we're working on to be able to have a platform that gives you a voice. You can speak freely now. KramerSays.com. With that being said, I am out of here. Uh, I will be back tomorrow or as soon as I can. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We'll see you again soon. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.